Well, good morning, Coastal. How are you guys doing this morning? You guys doing well? Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is TJ. I'm one of the pastors here, and we're glad that you're with us this morning. Uh, can anybody believe that, like, next weekend is Christmas? Is that crazy? Or what? Is, it, is everybody ready for Christmas? No. no. Okay. Overwhelming. No, we're not ready for Christmas. Well, well I, I don't know if that's good or that's bad. Maybe we should do a quick prayer here for you all that you'll find the correct gifts and all those things. But I'm excited about Christmas next weekend. Next Sunday and Monday, we have Christmas Eve services. So all of our Sunday morning services are going to be our Christmas Eve services. And then we have services on Monday evening at 4 and 6 p.m. I, I want to encourage you, if you haven't gone and registered for some Christmas tickets, uh, there's a website here on coastalcommunity.tv slash Christmas Eve. Go register your Christmas tickets. The 4 o'clock service is almost completely full already on Monday. So if you're planning on going to that service, you want to go register right now uh, on your smartphone. Just tune me out and do your thing. Uh, also, great opportunity to invite some people on your way out. You're going to get some invite cards that look like this, like Go Jesus, It's Your Birthday. This one that I'm I just dropped, and then some traditional ones. It's going to be awesome. And so a couple of weeks ago, we began a, a series called Home for Christmas. And, uh, and, and we're excited about what God is doing. The first week, Shayla spoke, and she talked about the fact that God is not just a promise maker. He's a promise keeper. And then last weekend, we talked about the table and the fact that God has been saving a seat for you. He made a seat for you at his table. And so Christmas is for everyone. It's for every single one of us out there. And so this is an incredible season for everyone you know to discover this incredible gift called Christmas. And Christmas is all about Jesus. And so today, we're going to be looking at the Christmas story. So if you want to turn your Bible to Luke chapter 1. I'm going to be hanging out there. If you don't have a Bible, you can look at your worship guide. All the scripture will be on the screen. And while you're doing that, while you're getting that to that place, I want to ask you a question. And uh, the question is this. How many of you in this season of your life need to hear from God? Like, do you need an answer for some things going on in your life in this season? Okay, a lot of people on this side of the room, some people on this side of the room, the center, y'all got it going on, huh? You guys are like, we're living the dream. We don't need nothing from Jesus. Like, we're just happy as can be. Anyways, I, I believe maybe you need to hear from God when it comes to your relationships. Maybe maybe it's like, hey, do I ask that person to marry me this Christmas? If you're a guy, yes, because that's only one gift you have to buy, and it's an awesome one. <laughs> Not sure where that came from. It's like, that might have been heaven speaking right there for you single guys. Uh, just, I'm just telling you, it's like, that's an expensive gift too. I mean, it's, anyways, maybe it's about changing careers. Maybe you need to change your job. Maybe this season, maybe you've lost your job and you're looking for a job and you're like, God, I need some clarity. I need some direction. I, I need to hear from you on that thing. Maybe for others, it has to do with your house. Maybe you need to sell a house. Maybe you need to buy a house. You're, you're thinking like, what do I do with my mortgage? Maybe I refinance. I don't know what it is. Maybe for some of you, it has to do with your kids. Your kids are going crazy. And you're like, God, I don't know what to do. And you need some answers in this season. And, and, and for a lot of us, we wish God was kind of like, do you remember the magic eight ball back in the day where you would have some questions in life? You're like, hey, um, you know, let's see. Let's see, who do I want to pick on today? Baby Rachel, baby Rachel. Uh, should baby Rachel get a face tattoo for Christmas? That magic eight ball says you probably should. And so, you know, you're, 
you know, if, if every answer was that simple in life, it's like, hey, David Gott, should you get a personality for Christmas? Yes, likely. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I like, if, in case you don't know, this is David right here, and he runs hell on earth during Christmas season called the Sawgrass Mills Mall, and so I, I love you. I love your mall. It's my favorite place to go. I love shopping there. And so, uh, but a lot of times we wish God was like a magic eight ball where we could just shake them up really quick and get all the answers to life, where we could just have this incredible revelation in an instantaneous moment. But how many of you all know God is not like that? It's not like a magic eight ball, but what God is like, it says in James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of us lacks wisdom, if any of us basically needs some answers in life, you should ask God. If we ask God, what it says is he gives generously to not just some people, not just good people, not just perfect people, but it says he gives to all people without finding fault, and it will be given to you, which means God actually wants to communicate with you. And, and so I wish God was like a magic eight ball where it was just really, really simple to see and wouldn't require much. But I think when it comes to decision making in life, one of the most important skills that we can discover is a skill that's found in the Christmas story. My hope for us today is in Luke chapter 1 is that we'll discover that skill and utilize that skill throughout this season. So Luke chapter one, starting in verse 26, which, by the way, uh, pray for me right now. I, I lost my voice in the first service, and I believe that God miraculously touched my voice. We're about to show you a video, so pray that I keep it and don't hit puberty right now, okay? And so, <laughs> in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. Now, I don't know about you, but I want my greetings to be greetings, favored man. In, th in fact, I think we should incorporate that in this church. Whenever you see me, greetings, favored man. <laughs> Y'all aren't digging that, huh? Okay, I see how it is. It's worth Babe, you can do that at home, though. You can, yeah, favored man. Uh, <laughs> That's not going to work well. And uh, it says, greetings, favored man. The Lord is with you. Now, I do wish for every single one of us that it would be said of us that the Lord is with you. That for every single man, woman, and child in this room, that, that people would look at you and when they encounter you, they would recognize that the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think, what the angel could mean. Do not be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be 
born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has been pregnant in her old age. And people used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of the Lord will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the angel left her. So God shows up, communicates, and then is like, peace out. And so many times as a pastor, I get asked this question, like, what is the most important skill you can have as a pastor? Is the most important skill you can have as a pastor that you can communicate God's word? Is the most important skill you can have as a pastor that, uh, that you can counsel well? Is the most important skill as a pastor that you can lead a congregation? Is the most important skill as a pastor that you have good business acumen? While all of those things are good things, the most important skill I can have as a pastor, I can have as a husband, I can have as a man, I can have as a father, the most important skill I can have as a friend is I can hear the voice of God. God and have the courage to be obedient to it. And the most important skill that you can have in your life is that you can hear the voice of God and have the courage to be obedient to it. And most of the time when we start hearing teaching on prayer, we automatically think like this is going to be a teaching on how do I talk to God? What should I say to God? Do I have to communicate in God in King James lingo? Thou mostest highest, you know, and we got to add F to everything. Or, or is it the amount of times I say Father God in my prayer makes me holier. So if I say Father God 387 times, that means, oh, God, now he's listening. He's not. He just needs it once, okay? Just letting you know as your pastor. And, and so we think that it's about how we pray. We think, man, it must be about like using the acronyms acts, adoration, confession, uh, 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 thanksgiving, and supplication. And we think, man, it's all about how we pray. But I would submit to you today that I believe learning how to hear from God is infinitely more critical to your faith than talking to God. Because one word from God can transform your life. One word from God can change the trajectory of your life. I believe that one word from God is better than 10,000 words from people all around. And so what we need is a divine revelation from our creator today in our lives. And this passage right here is huge. We could do an entire series on that. We don't have time for that. So I'm going to ask you to listen fast today. Is that cool? So let me just kind of, before we dive into this, let me just kind of throw a disclaimer out there. Because there has been a lot of damage in the church that has been done because somebody out there said, I heard from God for you. Like, and I, for, for me as your pastor, I don't want to create a church full of kooks and spooks that are relying on other people for God's revelation. If God wants to tell them something about you, I believe that God can dial you in on that three-way call and reveal it to everybody. He might tell them something, but he should have already confirmed that inside of you. And so they're just, they're just coming and letting you know something that you already know. And so uh, a lot of damage has been done by that dude that's like, hey, babe, I'm going to marry you because God said. And that girl's like, he ugly. She's distraught about it. She's like, God, you're giving me an ugly dude. No. So let's not do that. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. 
Listen, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? I've never understood that statement right there. Or like as a church, we like to chew up the meat and spit out the bones. And so um, like I believe that God can use some other people, but that shouldn't be our primary focus. And so we need, to, we need to be cognizant of that. So how do we hear the voice of God for ourselves? I think this story, there's, there's four things that we can learn from Mary's story that apply to us today. Whether it's buying the house in that neighborhood, whether it's asking that person to marry you, whether it's changing jobs or, or moving in a different direction in life. And so I believe God trying to say some things to us today. So if you're taking notes, number, number one today is God can still speak to you. God can still speak to you. There's, there's two big thoughts in Christianity. One of the thoughts is, is that when the Bible was finished being written, God stopped speaking. And so a lot of people believe that the only way that God can speak to you today is through his word. That is one way that God still speaks to you today. I, I don't want to disregard that because it is true. But that's not what we're talking about today. I truly believe that the audible tangible voice of God can be in your life and God is still wanting to speak to every single one of us today. He wants us to give some divine revelation that can absolutely and completely transform your life. And, and I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like life can be pretty ordinary and pretty meaningless. And Mary in this story is just living an ordinary, meaningless Life just going through the process. And a lot of times when we're living that way, it's really easy to come to the conclusion that, you know what, God can't speak to me. But the reality is, is that in the middle of your normalcy of life, God wants to show up and speak to you. Even if he's never spoken to you before, sometimes we eliminate ourselves before God can communicate to us. We think, well, I've messed up too bad. I've done too many things. There's no way that God could speak to me. Or we heard his voice in the past and we disregarded it. So that means, therefore, God will never speak to me again. And I'm here to tell you that God doesn't care where you are or what you've done. He's got something to say to you. And there are no dead zones in God's communication si system. It's not like our cell phones today that have dead zones. Like when we were moving into this facility, when we were in here, as we were getting ready, we noticed right away that if you didn't have Verizon, your phone didn't work inside of our building. So some of you are all like, why am I not getting my text message at church? Because we, we broke your cell phone service in here. So you can pay attention to Jesus. That's why. No, I'm just, <laughs> we didn't do that. God did that. That's it. You blame that on him. Unless you have Verizon, apparently that's holy. And so, uh, <laughs> or not, whatever. I, I'm not making claims. I'm just saying. Uh, and so we realized that. And so all of a sudden, we were, a lot of our staff was like, I don't have Verizon. And so therefore, they weren't getting calls. All of a sudden, we realized that if we connected to the internet here, all of a sudden, we could communicate to everywhere. That when we started boosting the signal of their cell phone platform, all of a sudden there was a communication factor that opened up. And I would submit to you today that God still speaks. And a lot of times we could have, should have, would have done some things. And what the local church does is it comes into your life and becomes a cell phone booster so you can hear the voice of God in your life. It amplifies what God is already trying to communicate to you. And, and I think one of the reasons we don't hear God a lot of times is because of so much noise and so much busyness in our day. 
Think about it. We have so many things coming at us over and over and over again. And sometimes the greatest thing we could do is we could step back from the noise, step back from the drama, step back from the chaos, and get alone every once in a while with God. Sometimes isolation in life will bring the greatest revelation to your life. And some of us need to get away from the noise and go, God, I need to hear your voice. Think about this. Mary was by herself when the angel of the Lord appeared. Sometimes you've got to get alone to have a revelation from God. Sometimes you've got to focus in on what's most critical so God can speak to you. Sometimes some of us being alone makes us feel like we're abandoned. But here's the thing. God has never abandoned you. In fact, God has never left you, nor has he ever forsaken you. And some of you, you know, we, we proclaim this time of the year is the most wonderful time of the year. But I also know that this is one of the most critical times of the year. People who have lost loved ones. People who are going through some difficulties. And this isn't wonderful. And everybody else is celebrating And you're hurting. And I want you to know that in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your loneliness, God is right there. And I believe that God wants to show up. And he wants to speak to you. And his voice, the person that's struggling, is a voice of hope. Doesn't matter what you've done, God still wants to speak. Doesn't matter where you've been, God still wants to speak. Doesn't matter how hypocritical you've been, God still wants to speak. Why? Because God still speaks today. Number two, God can do the extraordinary with the ordinary. His story tells us that God can do the extraordinary with the ordinary. Because listen, there's nothing exciting about this story. Until that angel shows up. Mary is just an ordinary teenager. And some of you are like, but she's about to get married. That's exciting. This wasn't exciting in her day. She didn't get to choose her spouse. Her parents chose her spouse for her. In fact, she probably hadn't even met Joseph yet. That doesn't sound exciting. That sounds scary, doesn't it? And this was a normal teenage life in those days. But what this story represents is that God can take the ordinary, normalcy, mundane of life and all of a sudden show up and put his presence in it and totally transform it and do the extraordinary. And sometimes we've got to find God in those ordinary moments. We've got to get expectant of God in the ordinary things. In fact, this past weekend, early morning prayer, every Wednesday morning we do early morning prayer here at our church from 6.30 to 7.30 and uh, in fact, coming up in January, this is just a shameless plug, but I don't care. Uh, coming up in January, January 7th through the 27th, we actually do 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. 
Uh, and one of the reasons we do that is because we believe in putting God first in our lives, not just in our finances, not just with our resources, not just with our lives, but we also believe in putting God first in, with our time. And so we feel like the beginning of the year is a great time to say, God, you know what, this year, what do you want to do in my life? How do you want to speak to me? What, what is it you're trying to do in my life? And so we set aside 21 days where every morning we have early morning prayer. Throughout that time we have worship nights saying, God, we want more of you in this year than we've ever experienced before. And so anyways, you can take that slide off. Shameless plug over. Anyways, I was at early morning prayer this weekend. It's been amazing what God has done in our church. I mean, it, it has absolutely blown my mind, and I was thanking God, but I was also desperate for God. Because what he's done is, is, is not what he's finished with. And so I know that there's more that's on the other side. And, and I don't know what that looks like. And so I was going, God, if you don't speak to me, if you don't start giving me some revelation of where we're supposed to go as a church, I don't know. And I don't want to just go make decisions without you in the middle of it. And so, God, if you don't start speaking to me, if you don't start revealing yourself to me, I, I, I'm in trouble. I'm going to stay right here in prayer until you show up. And, and I always have my phone out, open up to my notes section. And all of a sudden, it's like God started speaking, and I just started writing. started writing as fast as I could because everything that was coming to my mind. At the end of it, I started looking at my notes, and I, I realized everything that God had said, I could do none of it. Anybody ever had God kind of like show up and tell you things? You're like, say what? You know, it's like one of those moments. I was like, that's awesome. But it didn't matter whether I could do any of it because God started talking to me in the ordinary to do the extraordinary. So we just started jumping into it. And all of a sudden, God started doing things that we couldn't do ourselves. And I've watched this happen over and over and over again where God takes the ordinary conversation and does something extraordinary in it. In fact, almost three years ago on January 22nd, 2016, we started a conversation with a realtor that turned into this property right here. It was listed at $4 million that God did the extraordinary in and gave it to us for $1.25 million. It's, God can take any ordinary conversation and do an extraordinary thing in it. If we're listened to it, if we're attuned to it. And the context here is this, this woman who is just doing the ordinary teenage deal. And while she is doing the ordinary, God shows up and overcomes her with his presence. And everything is changed in history. Dude, we got some crazy ring back. Can we fix that? That would be awesome. And we need to start looking for God in the ordinary. In fact, I don't know if you've noticed this, but advertisers are struggling to, to market on TV today. One of the reasons people are struggling to market on TV is because we have these amazing things on TV called like DVRs and, and, and we can go back and we can watch shows after they've played. And so people are skipping past commercials. Anybody like watching commercials? There's not a single person likes watching commercials. Lo and behold, well, there's one lady. She's like, I, I kind of do back there. It's okay, man. We know you're a shopper. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> But why? Because we want to skip past it. And so advertisers, they're having to get creative of how do we put a product in front of people. And so what they've started doing is in the middle of TV shows, they've started doing this thing called product placement. And you don't even notice it, but they're, they're saying in the middle of your favorite show, anybody in here watch This Is Us? A couple of people, the majority, I know you all do. It's okay, man. You can raise your hand. You cried last Tuesday. It's fine. I, we get it. I don't even know if it was on last Tuesday. But here's what I know is in the middle of This Is Us, you'll see them all the time. 
Apple is one of the greatest product placements in This Is Us. You'll see them take out an iPhone. You'll see them look at their iWatch to get time. You'll see MacBooks opened up on the show. Why? Because it's product placement. They're trying to subliminally communicate to you. And I would submit to you that God is the greatest at product placement. He invented product placement. And God has been trying to communicate to you all throughout ordinary things. Are we looking for it? That's why it says in Psalms 19.1, the heavens declare, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Listen, his product is all around you. And I believe that if we'll just take notice of it, he'll speak to us and his Holy Spirit will overwhelm us and start to do the extraordinary in our lives. And some of you, you need to tune your, vo- your ear to his voice. You need to start looking around at what he's trying to communicate and how he's trying to communicate to you with some product placement. Listen, dudes, listen to me here. God has given you an incredible, incredible woman who fears God and loves you. She stuck through you through thick and thin. Maybe, just maybe, God's voice is coming through her to help you. <laughs> You're not supposed to amen there. <laughs> that wasn't a, a stick for you, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go on to the next one. When somebody speaks truth to you that you trust, maybe that is God trying to speak through them to you. Teenagers. Teenagers. What's up? I, I know this is crazy, but has it ever occurred to you that when your parents prob- tell you you probably should not do that thing that you're about to do, that might be God. I mean, I know your parents are dumb and inexperienced <laughs> and don't have a clue what it's like, except for the fact that they were in your shoes 25 years ago. Come on, parents. Come on. That's an amen spot. Like, amen right there. Amen and amen and amen. You know what I'm saying? Trying to help you out. You got to clap me down at that moment. (laughs) I know people are like, where where do you come up with all these illustrations and all these things? Listen, God is speaking everywhere. I was in a meeting with principals from all the local high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools, and the local Parkland city government. We were talking about the future and what we can do for the next generation. And they're inviting the church to the conversation, which is a miracle of God. And, uh, yeah, that's a good place to clap, too. I mean, this. <laughs> they realize they don't, they don't have it all figured out. I, I don't know how they got to that conclusion. But I, I, we were talking, and, and somebody was talking about we need to move on. And somebody said, no, 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 we need to move forward. And it's like, boom, God spoke. He's like, you know what we need to do? We need to help people take their next step. Why? Because God is speaking all over the place. Listen, if you can't find his voice, you can always find his voice right here in his word. His word declares his will. His word declares his voice. His word declares everything you need in your life because his word is full of his presence. 
And his word is always speaking. And so God is able to do the extraordinary with the ordinary. Number three, we must address our fears with faith. Because has anybody else ever noticed that whenever God speaks to you, it never makes any sense to you? It's like every time God has spoken to me, it's always been like, God, uh, that doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to help me understand that. And so what happens is when God speaks, it always causes questions and fears to come alive. That's exactly what happened with Mary. God says, hey, you're going to give birth to a son. And she goes, but God, I'm a virgin. She's like, like a virgin. You know, she's like Madonna 2,000 years before Madonna ever came out. Except way holier, let's just say that. But what's she doing? She's putting her fear out there to God. God, I don't get it. Like, help me get some understanding. And most of the time, God doesn't under explain why he's doing what he's doing. Because if he did, we still wouldn't understand, which is exactly what he does here. He goes, this is what's going to happen. She's like, uh, I don't get that. You know, but at the end, she doesn't just live in her fear. She actually answered. She responded and said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true she goes listen i don't understand i don't comprehend but i'm gonna trust and i'm gonna obey i'm gonna trust and i'm gonna obey and here's what i've learned in life is when when fear comes knocking on the door of your life what you need to have answer it is your faith because that one word from god is greater than any word from anybody else. So it doesn't matter what my friend says. It doesn't matter what people say because I've heard what God says. And God's word is greater than my fear. It's greater than my insecurity. It's greater than my apprehension. It's greater than everything. And I'm going to stand firm on God's word. And what happens is you start to shift your focus. You shift your focus from your ability. I can't do this to God can do anything, which is what God is trying to do in your life anyways. Because when God speaks, number four, God's voice reminds you of his promises. See, when God first speaks, Mary's confused and disturbed and afraid. And I think most of us, that's kind of our posture when we think about hearing God's voice because we think God is going to be vindictive or angry or upset or condemning or shameful. And I'm here to tell you that God's voice is a voice of encouragement. God's voice is a voice of help. God's voice is a voice of direction and correction, transformation affirmation but more than anything God's voice is a voice of love because what's happening here is, is that 700 years has gone by since they heard God's voice and when they hear God's voice it's a reminder that what God promised in Isaiah that he would send a deliverer was coming true So Christmas is a reminder to us 
that just like Shayla said a couple weeks ago, that God is not only a promise maker, God is a promise keeper. And maybe you're here today and you need to hear some truth of God's voice. Because you're here today and you're struggling with a deep sense of insecurity and a deep sense of fear in life because all kinds of things are happening and you don't have a reason. And you need to remember today that God's promise is, is that God will cause all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Maybe for others of you, you're here today and you feel alone in this season and you feel like nobody's around and, and God is here to remind you today that his promise is, is I will never leave you nor will I ever forsake you. Maybe you're here and you're tired and you're worn out and you're not sure you can make it one more day and God's promises is that I can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And we can find rest in the shadow of God's almighty wings. Maybe some of you are here are struggling financially and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. There's more month than there is money. And God says, I will supply all of your needs according to my glorious riches. Because he's the God that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Some of you are here and you have kids and they're running and they're running far and you're going, God, I raised them right. You need to remember his promise, train up a child in the way that it will go. And when they are old, they might not be old enough yet, so that they will not depart. Some of you need to hear the promise that God is here today. He's here for you. And he cares about you. And he loves you. And no matter what you've done or what you've said, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, you're forgiven. Because of Jesus Christ, you can live free. Because of Jesus Christ, you can experience new life. And when you find Christ, find life with every head bowed and every eye closed maybe you're here today and you need to grab hold of one of those promises I don't know what that promise is for you today but I believe that God still speaks here today and if we would attune our ears and we would attune our voice that God would speak to us today God my prayer is, is that you would speak to people today. God, whether it's through your product placement all throughout this world, whether it's through your audible voice or your word, the people in the midst of their ordinary lives would experience the extraordinary goodness of a God. Who we celebrate this Christmas season that loved each and every one of us so much that he would ask his son to get up from the table and take our place. To take our sin, to take our shame, to take our pain, to take our insecurities. 
as a sacrifice on the cross and died so that each and every one of us could have life and have it more abundantly. God, I pray that you would do what only you can do in our lives here today. Move in us, transform us, speak to us in Jesus' name.